The following program is rated MAL. It contains strong language and is intended only for mature audiences. Green flag waving for the always exciting Sheldon Hutchild. He'll bounce the right rear off the wall in turn four. Lot one for Sheldon Hutchild. Quick time! Off turn four. Quick time! Ten, zero, three, zero. Second lap time for David. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Quick Time the Podcast. It is Nationals time, boys. Uh, as we're recording, as we're recording this, uh, we're getting ready to kick off the uh, Southern Iowa Speed Weeks at the Knoxville Raceway. Starting off with the uh, Knoxville 360 Nationals, got some race up in Oski, and then uh, Granddaddy of them all, the 60th running of the Knoxville Nationals. Uh, before we get started, Brad, how was your week? Week was pretty. Where's my? <laughs> <laughs> week was really good uh nice the weather was beautiful uh got some stuff done got my camper here getting it all cleaned up and packed up and ready to head to knoxville on thursday morning i'll be at uh um knoxville by about two o'clock in the afternoon on thursday and drinking beers by two fifteen. you lucky bastard no kidding must be rough yeah we gotta i gotta stop at uh, des moines on the way for uh um, oh my gosh, it's a barbecue joint that I go to all the time. It can't be that good if you don't know the damn name. Oh, it's it's delicious. Dave's. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot what the name of it is. But anyway, uh, just got to stop at the barbecue joint and then head to Knoxville and uh, park the camper there for 10 straight days. Yeah, so uh, our other co-host with us tonight, Jason Orth. Jason, how's your uh, past couple of weeks? Yeah, pretty good. Uh Caught a lot of racing on TV, so caught uh, some of the um, action going on at the World Outlaws and and late models, and uh, even a little bit of midget action. So it was um, it was a lot of fun. I uh, just been uh, enjoying some uh, indoor time, staying out of the heat. But you know, past few days have been absolutely gorgeous, and we're having a good time tonight with the Quick Time Cream Ale brewed to us, uh, brewed for us by Mister Brad Brown. Yes, sir. I finally got that thing back on tap. We uh, I kegged it on Saturday and and got a first pull yesterday and it tasted pretty good. So, uh, cheers! Yeah, got it on tap just in time for him to leave for ten days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a little green. It needs a little time to age and clear up, and it it'll be delicious when we get back from Knoxville. Well, right now it's pretty damn good. So, yeah, uh, there's been a lot of crap going on the past couple of weeks since uh, we've been gone. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, we've been texting back and uh, forth and. Messaging and reading messages and retweeting and tweeting and uh, where side, do you want to go? Side note, Jethro's Barbecue, that's where I go. Love it. Anyway. Who saved the day on that one? Did you have to look it up on Google? Google, Google, baby. <laughs> so let's get back to racing. Uh, though, Yeah, uh, boy, there's so much happening and uh, something that's going to happen here in the next couple of days. And uh, man, yeah, I don't even know where to start. Big big news coming in the next couple of days. So uh, you well, know, if the rumor's true, if the rumor's true, stay tuned for that one. And if if it is, uh, check back here and you'll hear our uh, our take on it. Our take on <laughs> yeah. it. So let's start off with uh, our la- last show's guest, Tanner Thorson. He had an inv- uh, exciting uh, Indiana <laughs> sprint. Oh week. yeah, yeah. I'm sure everybody's seen the highlights of 
the, uh, of the uh, spirited discussion after yeah, the races. Yeah, the, uh, the non-contact contact. Yeah. Boy, that, that, Tanner did absolutely nothing to cause CV to jump that cushion. Not CV. It was uh, CJ uh, Leary. CJ Leary. Leary. Yeah. Jumped that cushion coming out of two. He didn't even crowd him. No. He, he did he, it all by himself. You saw him. He, he, hit, he hit it and stopped about, you know, he, he was not going to dirty slide him. And he jumped it. and CJ choked. And yeah, then, and then he, he did the next line. night. He did the next night <laughs> yeah. too. And then he blamed Tanner for everything, and Tanner had nothing to do and then with it. it. Uh, then I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch the race live or anything like that. I, I just saw all the excitement, and I saw DB 3s video from uh, as uh, Thorson was pulling out of victory lane. He's like, "I didn't fucking touch you," you know, all this bullshit going on. So I went back and actually watched the race, and CJ jumped that cushion like three times during that entire race. So yeah. it wasn't yeah. like he didn't know what was going on. I mean, no. he fucked up. Bottom line is he fucked up. Tanner did nothing wrong. So uh, that's some uh, quick time karma right there uh, because uh, he came on the show, picked up a, a big victory. <laughs> well, it was commented in Twitter and stuff that uh, you got on and said that um, you'd you'd crash your brother or sister oh, for 10K. Yeah. And he goes, I'd, I'd crash for, for 3K. And that's, <laughs> that's almost what he did, but he didn't have he to didn't even. even have he to, didn't yeah. have to crash him. I mean, CJ crashed himself. I mean, bottom line. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, this is what it kind of is. I mean. It, I mean, it's great for Tanner. I like the way Tanner drives, and I don't think Tanner's a dirty driver. Uh, I heard CJ Leary's comments after the after the uh, the incident at the end of the night that uh, saying uh, that Tanner drives that way in the midgets, and us sprint car guys aren't going to fucking take it. But apparently, they took it because uh, you were not first. Yeah, I didn't see what he did. Well, and and to, to kind of go off of that comment, um, if you were watching the ASCS race at Riverside. Uh, there was a Crawley was the one pissed yeah, off old man. Crawley, uh, we the camera did not catch what happened between him and the young kid, but the young kid ended up spinning out or crashing or whatever. And uh, a couple laps later, there was an open red, and they come to Crawley, and Crawley said, "I'm damn tired of these kids. They're dirty ass driving and all this stuff. Somebody needs to punch them." And well. If you watch that race a couple laps in, some of those old guys were doing some. Crawley did the too. exact same thing. He was lucky, the guy that he slid jumped the cushion and slowed up because that gave him enough room to slide in there. And then go look at Jeff Swindell what he did that bonsai 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 move on the last lap coming out of four. He he took out himself. He took out. Covington, he took out um, Blake Hahn, and uh, Ryan Timms was lucky enough to squeeze by and win the race. And and so the veterans are doing it too. It just they're they're just not making as much contact because they're veterans and they have a little bit better idea on what they're doing. I did notice in that race that it was a lot of the uh, midget guys that were yep. that were causing the the incidents. Then I mean, you mentioned the, the veteran guys and whatnot, but it was a lot of the midget drivers throwing those dirty ass sliders. So I mean it. You know, it's kind of like our last converse, our last conversation we had. I mean, it's just the way those kids are growing up racing now. You know, it brings me back to a conversation that I had. I was up in a in the Knoxville Suites with Alan oh, Dehigh oh, big time over a, there. a couple of years ago, and there was a three a Knoxville regular three sixty driver sitting by me, and Aaron Reitzel made a move, and it was a dirty move, and his comment was a typical ASCS driver move. And that's what 360 drivers are known for is these these dirty slide jobs on the ASCS Tour. And uh, um, I found that pretty interesting that so many of those – I mean, there was like three open – there was three red flags in the first five laps of that You had a fuel stop race. on lap two. Yeah, yeah. 
And I thought I found that pretty interesting. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it kind of is what it is, but I mean, like we discussed all on the last episode, if you want to hear our takes on dirty driving and whatnot, just check out the last episode of quick time. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I don't know if we've got a, um, generational gap you know there's that whole battle you know the boomer millennial gen z thing going on um and maybe sometimes now these kids maybe aren't quite you know making their bones making their laps to get up there and i just wonder if uh there's just i don't want to say jealousy so much but maybe a little animosity toward people that are getting up to the top but maybe haven't earned their way up yeah, I mean, like like kind of what Tanner said, it was, you know, there's a lot of kids with mommy and daddy's money up there, and those kids need to learn respect, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, moving on, what else happened? Uh, did you guys, so last week, um, it worked out pretty good. So, the outlaw race got over in New York pretty, pretty early, had a chance to catch Knoxville on Saturday night. Knoxville wrapped up, and then uh, turned over. ASDS was just kicking off hot laps at 11 p.m., <laughs> so it, it made for made for a long night of racing, Sprint but it, car after dark. But yeah, I mean, I caught three races that night, so it was not too shabby. Hey, turn down your phone, Brad. Yeah. Caller, caller, caller. I did that last time. We did this. <laughs> turn down your radio, caller. And uh, I see uh, JJ Dorman's uh, comment on there saying he directed me for uh, some chicken nuggets. So uh, last I knew, uh, chicken was bad in the pits. But guess what? I'm going to be throwing them at your race car on uh, Saturday night. After, after <laughs> And Jeff Bogue, no Espanol. Yeah, this is not <laughs> Mexico. This is probably from San Petit. But we will drink some tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so, uh, yeah. go ahead. I go ahead. What's next on well, your, uh, your list there? Something that kind of broke last night was uh, the sale of Skagit Speedway. Um, Skagit Speedway was previously owned by uh, Steve Beitler, and everybody knows Steve Beitler used to be a World of Outlaw driver, and he's been a long-time promoter, 20 years there at Skagit. Um, locals either love him or hate him. Uh, when I was there, I thought everything was great. Uh, the facility was cool. Uh, the track was really good. The great competition. But, uh, um, but anyway, they, they, he sold out to uh, um, Kevin Rudine of Rudine Racing, Mike Anderson, and uh, Peter Murphy. So Peter Murphy's already got his plate full with uh, one of those California tracks. I can't remember which one he races at. I think it might have been Hanford. Hanford. Hanford, Hanford. I think. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, they're gonna they're they're gonna take over Skagit Speedway. And uh, props to them. I mean, I I think when I was there, uh, the track was great. But uh, now with these three, um, we'll see what they can do with it. And and props to Steve Beiler for he raced every I think it was Thursday night last year with no crowd, and they still gave them a, 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 a tractor race. But uh, they don't have full field of cars in the 360s, and then I think they're limited sprints. Neither one of them have full field. So hopefully uh, Kevin, Mike, and uh, Peter can do something to promote that track and get full field of cars. But uh, if anybody has a, a track that they're dying to go see, I, I would recommend Skagit Speedway because that place is a, a badass race facility. Yeah, I, I see all like all the road trips up there with the ASCS that Scotty Cook does. when he uh, He's yeah. always Snapchatting his, his trip up there when they go out up to the northwest like that. And it looks amazing. So it's definitely someplace I want to get out to. Yeah, and I was listening to – We're on the live you. camera, so, hon, you're going to be – you're Hi, on puppy. TV. We've got a uh, – <laughs> got a, a four four legged visitor here now what what's, what's cool about it you're driving down this interstate and you have no idea where you're at and 
you see a sign that says Skagit Speedway, but there's these huge-ass pine trees everywhere. You, you can't see anything. You get off the exit, you come back around, and then all of a sudden there are there's this racetrack and campers, and, and you go in, and off to the, I think it's the south, there's a small go-kart track there. So they race go-karts all day long, and then they have – um, the race at night. Uh, it, it was. It's an amazing facility, and thoroughly enjoyed the place. Yeah, definitely. So this this track is officially sold. Then yes, is that it's a, it is officially sold. So so not like the uh, the rumor mill that's been going around here and uh, with I eighty Speedway the last two months, three months, however many months now. Nice segment. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We all t- texted this and stuff and. Is it true? Is it not true? Um, we all we can say for a fact is that Joe was on the Front Stretch podcast. Yeah, I, I have the uh, the interview here real quick if we want to want to play it. So for those that don't know, there's been a rumor going around for the last however many months now that I eighty oh. sold is being sold, and then uh, right after this interview came out, this is right after the Silver Dollar Nationals, the. Uh, the Lincoln Journal Star came out with an article saying that the uh, the track is sold. Yep, and twenty twenty two was going to be the, the last yeah, year. Which is according to I everyone at ID Speedway is completely false information. Uh they are running a this this is a fact right now that as as of today, they are running a twenty two twenty twenty two schedule. So uh then uh, just twenty four hours later the headline of that journal star article has changed that it could be closing but the exact article in the in the in the uh, in the paper itself was exactly the same. They didn't retract anything. They didn't change anything. It was the same article, just a different headline. But here's that front stretch interview. Then we'll be back and uh, we can comment on this. French Rich Podcast recap and the five biggest days of late model racing in the Midwest just concluded at I-80 Speedway. And Joe, you guys, once again, everybody at I-80 Speedway pulled together and pulled off one of the biggest late model weeks uh, in the Midwest. Yes, we did. We we just got done. And I'll tell you what, I'm ready to pass right now. It's been five days of wonderful work. It's been a two-day show, and he's been done after that second day, exhausted, beat up, tired. They turned it to a three-day show. He's been beat up, tired, exhausted. It's been a four-day show, I believe. Now it's a five-day show. I've heard you guys want to make it an eight-day show. No. No, my, <laughs> grand, my grandson says, let's make this an eight-day show, Grandpa. And I says, Grandpa would be dead. Do you want Grandpa or do you want an eight-day show? Well, great racing action. Over $630,000, $640,000 total paid out. A lot of great sponsors helped come together. And... Really, I, 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 I think the biggest conversation, I've heard it about 50 times up in the grandstands. Talk one more time about the status of the track and if there's going to be races next year. Well, I couldn't be announcing that we're going to pay more money if there wasn't races <laughs> next year. But uh, we do have an active buyer that's trying to purchase the racetrack. Um, I've got a contract as of right now that I said, if I don't get to keep it for at least one more year, negotiations are off the board. So that's where we're at. We haven't got everything negotiated out. It's probably going to be sold in 2022. Will be our last if everything comes through. Now that hasn't There's got a, a signature. It hasn't got no money down. It, but we've been in this process of negotiation since February. 
So that's kind of where we're at. But everybody has told me this weekend. I've probably been told, if you've been told 50, I've been told 500 times that it's sold. <laughs> and I'm not telling nobody. I'm telling you the truth. This is what we got right now. Oh, I'm telling you, everybody's cousins, third sisters, maid knows. They know you. You told them Jack sold. We're done. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's well, the rumors have my been. My daughter called me today, and she kind of <laughs> runs all the operations here. And she says, "Are you really announcing we sold the racetrack?" And I said, "No." My wife came down and asked me after the races, "Are you keeping us down here for a picture? Did you really sell the racetrack like everybody said?" No. I mean, so what am I supposed to say? That's why I'm telling you right now. There's nothing sold. There's nothing anything. We are going to run 2022 because that is what I've put in every negotiation that we've had for it. And do I believe it's going to happen? I believe with all my heart that it probably will happen. 2022 will be our last season. All right, there you go. I mean, it's it's not sold, but it is pending. He said he has a contract. <laughs> it's contract, and but then it's, it's not signed. So. That last comment was... 2022 will be our last year. Probably, yeah. I believe it will be. But so yeah. and, until it's so, all you fake news people out there, until it's, it, it came right well, from the horse's and, mouth, and that's that's the whole thing. It this guy said, "Well, we didn't say that," and Journal Star took it out a little too far. Yeah, I mean, they took the logical conclusion out and made it a fact, which is both. You know, well, we didn't say that. They're eavesdropped. And I'm like, well, then you said it. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I took out of that. Yeah. Is is the post on Facebook said that. The the new reporter from Journal Star overheard Joe talking to a friend and then reported that. Well, to me, that says Joe said what the Journal Star posted. But it's posted. also kind of shitty journalism, too. I mean... Hey, you do what you do to get the story. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a little bit of ethics that going You're right. on there. But, I agree. But, I mean, what I took away from it is 2022 is probably going to be the last season. That's what we so kind of... So if you want to go out there and, you know, see the outlaws, um, I might... This could be the last time you see the Outlaws at I-80 Speedway because there's no guarantee they're going to be back. The only guarantee that's going to be back there next year is the Silver Dollar Nationals. Right. And we've talked about that on a previous podcast. If you want, if you like I-80, go support them because they're not going to be around a whole lot longer. Yeah, so I mean. And Joe, and, his comment that came out of his own mouth pretty much confirmed that. So Yeah, and but until that contract's signed, it's still... Still there is the remote possibility, and they said later in the interview, that there there could possibly be a twenty three season, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't plan on celebrating '90s thirtieth anniversary. So. <laughs> so yeah, so with that, I, I absolutely love that track. Yeah, I it was mean, great, great track, great track. The Kaziskis have track prep figured out over there, just like the Duncans do at Knoxville. Rarely do you see a bad race facility or a surface there at I eighty Speedway. It's good for the late models. It's good for the sprint cars. It's high speed. Man, one of the best races I ever saw was Billy Alley and Brian Brown going at it at an ASCS race there at, at I-80. They slid each other each each corner, and it was, it was amazing. And I'm going to sure miss that facility because now I don't have a racetrack to go to in, in Nebraska. And I know to Sunset fans it would never be the same, but the Kaziskis were able to at least pick up where Sunset left off and kept you know late model and stock car racing you know in and close to Omaha. Uh, it's probably closer to Omaha now than, than it was 20 years ago. But yeah. um, but they've been able to do that and should be applauded for that. And, you know, if they want, as uh, Joe said, you know, on our podcast, you know, months before when we first started talking about it, uh, that, you know, it's time for him to ride off in the sunset. And he's given everything he felt that he needs to give to he's racing. Not I would younger. agree. Yeah. No. 
Uh, and props to them because, like we've said several times, they've done so much to keep sprint car racing alive in Nebraska, more than they probably really needed to. Um, but uh, uh, and I appreciate everything the Kaziskis have done because uh, it gives us a place to go see sprint car racing here in Nebraska um, and and enjoy the night. So, so with that being said, if you're that other racetrack that's up the road there, uh, and you know that it's coming, that ID's closing, are you going to sell your racetrack now? Well, according to reports, it he's taken it back off the market. He's taken down the for sale sign and stuff, so it's it's not going to happen. The for sale, it's not for sale anymore. It it certainly changes the dynamic. Yeah. I mean, if you are, you, you can say you know you've got tracks you know in iowa you know and but do you have that market i mean really you're only 10 more miles down the road yeah. it's and you're still sitting right in the middle of if you're looking for sponsors you're sitting right in the middle of a million person market yeah so it's if i were i'm gonna get a t-shirt that says it's not my money <laughs> because that's that's usually my go-to line other than the you know filler but um well you know you know, uh, it's not my money, but what I appreciate it's about you, <laughs> <laughs> but you have to think, man, I got, I got the market cornered yeah. around here. If, if I were to bring stock cars in, you have a history there and, um, you know, it was a very long history. We, we know Eagle puts on great late model shows. He sure can. I mean, it's not well, the, it's not the, you know, the same place and the same track, but well, if you're Roger Hayden and you can tolerate all the other stuff that comes with owning a racetrack, yeah, other other bullshit. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the the mad fans, the mad teams, the mad. He's already he's already tolerated you, that because he. I mean, you can't look please at, you can't please everybody. Hell no. So if you can tolerate all that and double you, it, you don't you don't sell that place and you just. <laughs> you just sit back and you find someone to run it for you. That's yeah. what you do. No, <laughs> having. Having worked in that environment, and I will tell you that when we got rid of the stock cars, it, it was sad, but we were, I'm sorry, but as as workers there, we we were happy. You're saying your clientele uh, jumped up a notch. No, no, that's not <laughs> what I'm saying at all. Because, but, and I'm not, not happy to be, it was just happy not have to put on two race nights. Yeah. I mean, that got exhausting. I think if you could do it, you're going to have to basically get two crews you know, one, a different race director, a di- you know, Roger, somebody stands up more as like the, you know, like the chief operating yeah. officer and let somebody else be, kind of be in charge of each of those shows because you're going to double, double all that well, hassle. Well, then you're throwing the go-kart track. So you potentially, like BA said, maybe run the go-karts on Thursday. So that's three nights of racing. You got to take out all the garbage. You got to clean the bleachers. You got to track prep that's that's a lot of work for anybody and and if roger i don't know who all helps roger out there but if it's roger's doing it by himself that's that's a lot of work i think i think a majority of it is roger yeah it's a full-time deal and you got to hire full-time people and he's got a full-time job with his uh shop in in omaha because it was full-time job for me shannon craig steve that was our, you know, that was my put put food on the table job, yeah. and it took that to run it for one night or two nights. So, wow, well, it, that's a lot of effort. It's going to be interesting to see how all, all this plays out. But uh, like we've said a couple times, go enjoy I eighty while you can because it's not going to be around forever. Yeah, that's for sure. So, with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, uh, listen to some music here, and uh, get a refill. <laughs> oh, we got more. Yeah. Well, yeah, we got more. A lot it, more. It's, it's on. It's on tap. Man, now. we're we're dominating. We're at eight viewers right now. Hey, 
It's a lot better than the, the other uh, show up the road, so. Ah, oh, shit, our song's over. We missed it. Too bad getting a refill. We could edit that out. Ah, uh, there's no editing in this show. That's work. <laughs> fuck it, we'll do it live. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> well, the next thing I want to talk about is a rookie sensation that's dominating the ASCS National Tour. Ryan Timms. He's a 14-year-old kid out of, I believe, Texas. He can't race sprint cars in Texas or anywhere else, so he spent a lot of time in California, and he wasn't doing a whole lot there. 
And then he joins the ASCS National Tour and he, for the ASCS Speed Week. And his week consisted of a second, a 15th, a win, a win, a second, a win, a second, and a win. He obviously won the ASCS Speed Week Championship points. And uh, he's only 14 years old. Actually, his birthday is in three days. He's going to turn 15, and he still has to wait another year before he can drive with the All-Stars or the, the World of Outlaws. He's also won midget races this year. He's won midget races. The kid is a phenomenon. He, 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 Dad has money, obviously. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing what he's doing at 14 years old. But even with money, the kid's got to be able to drive a race car and to do what he did with the ASCS Speed Week, uh, man, he, he opened my eyes. I'm keeping an eye on this kid because uh, he's at Lakeside Speedway tonight with the ASCS National Tour, so we'll see how he does tonight. But, uh, man, I am really impressed with this kid so far. And you guys haven't even paid attention. <laughs> they still race 360s? Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is a sprint car podcast. Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, I, uh, you know, yeah, I, I've seen him run mid just before I seen him run the sprint cars. Uh, he, our buddy Cole, he works on a Joy Danley's car. He actually went up there and helped out with uh, Chad Boat Motorsports uh, and helped on Ryan's car. I want to say it was for Indiana Indiana Midget Week, I and so. I, I think Ryan, you know, picked up a win out there. So I think I'm not for sure. I know he's he's won a, a midget races either in USAC or Power Eye, but but to your point. You wonder if he'd be getting more pub now if he were racing somewhere else. I mean, if he could race somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes you know you got to be lucky. That you'd, it's better to be lucky than good. And at Riverside, yeah, he was running lucky. third on the last lap coming out of turn four. And good old Jeff Swindell did the, the, the bonsai move and took out him and Covington. And he was lucky enough to squeak by, and uh, he ended up getting the win from that. But, but again, he was he was in position. He was running third, and he was right there, and uh, it, it got him the win. So, man, this kid has been tearing it up. And just think with with those wins and so forth, six thousand dollars each night. Um, they they had a pretty productive week. It's not a bad way to make a living, that's for sure. One, two, three, four wins. Four second places. That's that's a pretty good weekend. What second place pay like six hundred bucks? <laughs> <laughs> like well, like what Tanner said. I mean, if he's not first or second, he's pissed off because he makes no money. So. Yeah, that's true. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. Well, it makes you wonder: Will he be able to do the ASCS or the 360 Nationals? Because it is an ASCS race, but Knoxville doesn't allow 14 year olds to race there. So, will the kid? Is he, is he injured? We'll have to do some Google searching to see if he's even injured. He he may not be able to do that. But yeah. that's you guys keep talking while I look this up. But all the five T right? <laughs> uh, Ryan Timms, keep an eye out for him because the the kid is doing uh, an amazing thing with the three sixties. Uh, and the, of course, I, and this is this might be a bad thing to say, but the ASCS National Tour today is not even close to what it used to be. But that's not taken away from what Ryan Timms is doing. He is still... Nor the difficulty of what yeah, he has to do. Yeah, absolutely. And for a 14-year-old, uh, of course, they don't have a shit to give. They're 14. What do they have to worry about? Yeah. They don't have to pay rent. They don't have to worry about food. Dad does all that stuff. So, um, um, But he still has to put on his game face every night and uh, get that car up front. So, uh, 
props to him and that team for, for dominating that ASCS Speed Week. Well, we talked about before, you know, a win's a win. And so it's it's good to see. It's good to see new blood. And it's good to see new young blood coming. You know, it isn't uh, – it, it's just nice to see new talent coming in. There's a lot of names that um, – it's it really – you know, we've seen it in the Outlaws. We've, we've seen the field really spread out and, and a lot more parity. I think when we have a lot more, uh, you know, talent in there too, I think, you know, parity is a great thing. I think it's a lot of fun. It gives us the stories like, uh, you know, Pauly Cola Giovanni oh. at the Outlaw. You yeah. know, and he's a 20-year-old dude. Just kind of runs three sixties regionally, and you know, second in the uh, second to uh, you know Aaron Reitzel, and so. And now there's a movement out there from uh, headed off by uh, Knoxville Moths to get him to Knoxville. <laughs> but I I don't know that Paulie's going to drive from Jersey to to Knoxville. Joy is he? No, yeah. And Ryan is not entered in the three sixty national. He's program. not. Nope. So that might answer that question. He may not be allowed to to run at Knoxville. So we'll see, but. Uh, so I guess where do we go next? Uh, do we talk about the 360 Nationals? It is two days away. Yeah, we can jump into the 360 Nationals. I mean, you're the only one here going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. My sidekick, uh, daughter Kaylee, will be hey, 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 out hey. there on Thursday. Royalty over there. <laughs> Royalty. <Yes. laughs> All right, so let's, let's kind of do what every other podcast and Oh, so you want to be one of those shows. Yeah. Let's, but with a little more entertainment than uh, other shows. Let's let's pick a couple guys who you are your favorites. Um, who's going to be in the field, and then who's got kind of some long shots on on uh, the three sixty. So what we're picking three guys each night. Well, we can. I, I I have five on on my favorites for the three sixties. All right. So Thursday night, I am liking. Oh, you're breaking it down to days. Yeah, I'll do. I'll I'll pick three guys Thursday night, and the three guys Friday night. Then I'll pick a guy who's going to win it all. And it's not going to be Sammy Swindell, so you can just scratch him off your list, there, buddy. Hey, he's a filler for in my on my list. So Thursday <laughs> night, I like in Justin Henderson, Brian Brown, and Jamie Ball. All three local guys. Uh, ever since Lasaski has joined that uh, 21 team, he's I. I don't know what the difference is between between uh, Danny and, and Chad Morgan, but Brian's found the gas pedal now. Let, let's go there right now. Brian Brown, what he has found with Danny Osofsky as the crew chief, uh, made that change right before the, the Kings Royal. Um, it, it clearly has made a, a, a difference in Brian Brown's program. Uh, he goes to I-70, and, and he passes uh, Shane Stewart in the last couple laps to win that race. Uh, he's, he's completely he's, – he's competitive now. He, for the last two years, Brian has not been competitive. And uh, so whatever Lososki brought to the table, man, they've got things going on. So uh, he's got to be a favorite in both the 360 and the 410 oh, for Nationals. Sure. For sure, yeah. Whatever, whatever it is, like I said, I, I, I don't know how swapping out one guy like that makes a whole hell of a difference, but – Yep. Well, I, it's, it's doing something, that's for sure. Absolutely. I would agree with your uh, Henderson and Brown. Uh, I've got Jamie Ball as a contender. I, I don't think that he's going to be a favorite. Uh, he, I forget where he finished last week, but it was like fourth or sixth or eight. Anyway, I, I got uh, Henderson and Brown on Thursday uh, and Gio Selzy, Courtney, and uh, Austin McCarl are my favorite. Five guys that I think are going to have the best chance of winning that uh, that uh, Knoxville three hundred and sixty nationals. 
You Jason, know, what say you? Yeah, Jason. I care, <laughs> I care about 360s about as much as you do 305s. Um, yeah, it's like... If you get me off air, I'll tell you why. But, um, you know, if I were to pick... I, I'm going to... Yeah, Brian Brown, I think, is just... The guy just found speed, period. And especially on the big track. So it would be hard for me to not think that Brian Brown is going to be up in that hunt. Um, same thing. It's hard to bet him against McCarl at Knoxville with Austin. And uh, I'm going to go out of the, you know, out from left field here and uh, say Riley Goodno on Thursday. I'm going to have him up there. And yeah. it, it's it's hard for me to pick against Justin Henderson, but, you know, I'm just going to go that way. Where are you guys seeing the, the list of entries? There's this place called NoxvilleRaceway.com. Yeah, it's on the worldwide internets. Yeah, the interwebs. <laughs> Pardon my language, but fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, Friday. Uh, uh, Tyler Courtney probably be up there. It yeah. Uh, I guarantee you, Sammy Swindell will be in the A feature on Thursday. Clint Gardner and yeah, Clint Saturday. Gardner. Yeah, Clint Gardner on Friday. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough. Shit, I don't know. Oh, dude! No, I'm going with me, Brandon Anderson. Brandon, yeah, the Fuck, all dude. name, yeah, the all name team me. here. How he can't even win an AFCS race? Hey, there's a first time for everything. There is. Man. He's won a sooner race, but uh, he's never. About time somebody put this good name of mine to good use. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, uh, Amac Henderson, I'll go with Gio. Courtney yeah, Selzy, and Gio Brown. Yeah. So, is it going to be a 360 driver winning the whole thing, or is it going to be a 410 driver? And that's always a big question when when it comes to this race. All right, I'll go on. I'll 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 take Clint Garner for the whole thing. I'm liking Brian Brown. I'm liking um, of the five that I posted: Brown, Selzy, Courtney, Henderson, and Amac. I'm liking Brown for the win. Um, Courtney, you can't ever count him out. Not now. Um, Clint Garner's won like one race this year and one race in the last two years. He there's just something off about his program right now. It doesn't say that he's lost it. It just something's not right with that program. Okay, Donnie Shots. Ford. Um <laughs> I I think that I mean Joey Saldana's gonna be there. I mean that twelve N it's fast. He I makes I that fast. thing run. Yeah. It was fast at Kings Royal. Yeah. You got Eliason is is really strong in the 360 with the 26 routine car, but he struggles with the 410 for for whatever reason. So I think it's going to be a great show. Yeah. Um, There's going to be some people there that are surprises. I mean, Darren Pittman's going to have the Swindell Speed Labs car out there with a 360, and they haven't ran 360s all year, so I don't know how they're going to perform, but um, they're going to be right there. Sammy. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> but uh, um, I, I got to pick Brown as the favorite for the 360 Nationals just because he's got new life. Um, I, I I don't know. He hasn't probably ran a 360 race all year, so I don't know what his program is like. But uh, Brown at Knoxville and a 360, you got to go for it. Yeah, it's tough to count out Brian Brown at Knoxville. Then we roll into Sunday night, the Capitani Classic. Oh, with 80 cars? 80 410 cars. That's going to be a great night of racing out it's there. Crapshoot there. You don't, I mean, yeah, you I just mean, never no, know. Yeah, and who? 
Well, you never know what cars are coming in to test for the Knoxville Nationals and what cars are coming in to and race. to race. Uh, I mean, shit, the TSR cars don't even ever show up. So, um, uh, if you got something to say, there's a microphone here. Yeah, what, what did you <laughs> say? Step up, step on up. Donnie is racing Sunday. Donnie is? Well, Shots is racing Sunday because he's trying to figure out the Ford. Yeah, it's got a Chevy in there After now. That's how why. many years? Because <laughs> <laughs> the fastest Ford is the 14 car. Uh, yeah, he's got to be a favorite for, oh. for. Well, he's also got Ricky Warner. And my understanding is Warner and Shots had a falling out, and Warner doesn't share secrets with Shots anymore. So, um, Kerry Madsen had a good week last he week. He had a great week last he week. He has. Ricky Warner in this corner. Um, you got to look at the 14 over the 15 because, shit, Kerry uh, uh, has no worries. He he just goes he balls get, to the no, wall. He's, and he's got nothing to lose. He's there yeah. to win races. Absolutely. That's what he's doing. And that, that's exactly right. He, so getting out of that 24 car in Pennsylvania was probably a damn good move. Yeah, I don't know if you give me pick any Capitani Classic. I mean, that's nah, a, nah, that's I, I don't think we're picking anything. I just yeah, yeah nice right. on the I I love that race because there's seventy five to 80, 84 tens, and it's just a great night of racing on a Sunday night. So then Monday, are you going up to Oski, or are you going to stay at the uh, the campground and <laughs> drink some beer? That's a dumb question. No, I am no longer ever going to Oski again. So. Uh, <laughs> I will be going to um, Peace Tree Brewing Company on Monday, having a few beers there, and uh, maybe go to Pella. Uh, we're going to do a lot of different things, uh, but I will not be going to Austin. It's all right. Don Drought Jr. is going to pick up the, the repeat one out there. So, <laughs> Moving into the 410 Nationals, I got four drivers. Macedo, Sweet, Shukart, and Larson. And I've, of those oh, four... Okay. And of those four, Shukart is the least favorite of the three, of the four. That Kyle pick is really going out there. Man. Isn't yeah, it, though? Yeah, I mean, it's really on the limb. Hey. That's a big branch here on there, buddy. Hey, he only, <laughs> he only won one of the two uh, Kings Royals. So, or not Kings Royal. The yeah, Kings Royal. Kings Royal. And then he won $50,000 last week in the fucking yeah. late model. Yeah. So, um, you got to – those four have got to be the favorite. Macedo has won three races there this year. Um Sweet is always a contender there right now in the last couple of years. Shukart's super fast, but he's got to figure out that he can't start 18th and finish second all the time. You okay, need to Brent start Marks. like you need to start like 14th and finish first or something like that. But uh, and then Larson, it doesn't matter where he starts. So, uh, so yeah, Larson, that's that's an easy pick there. Yeah, uh, I'm throwing Matson in there. Well, I got him in a top contender. Gary's good. Uh, I like I like Sunshine, mm-hmm. and. Got to go with Sweet and uh, and Brian Brown. I got Brian as a top con- contender because we still don't know. He finished fourth last week at, at Knoxville in the 14 with the All-Stars. Um, I got Gravel, uh, McFadden, Courtney, and uh, and Brown and Madsen for the top contenders. They're going to be right there. And we we all know you you really like want to see Sammy win the damn thing. Well, I just found so out today that Sammy sentiment- does have a 410 ride. It's a number 70 car. I have no idea what that 70 car is, but he will be there at the 410 Nationals. But uh, I'm going to say look for him in the C feature. So your sentimental favorite to win, if you could pick anybody to win. I'm I'm becoming a huge uh, uh, Sheldon Hoddenschild fan, so I would really love to see him. I think that... 
I think, uh, like I said last podcast, if, if Brown wins, they're going to tear down Dingus, and it's going to be a party. But I think Sheldon would be right there too. I think everybody loves Sheldon Hanchild, so I think he would be one of the favorites as well. All right. Now, I, I actually had to think. I actually took time to think about this one. Um, obviously, Kyle Larson. I, I don't know what it is. I've got a feeling about Brian Brown. I think he's he's finding the groove. I think if I were to pick a guy, I think this would be the the one time where you get the local to win it. I think this. I think this is probably the best opportunity. Um, Tyler Courtney again also has really is really coming on, and uh, and I like I like Kerry Madsen on this one. I think he is just like you said. He is there to win races. He isn't about championships. He is there for that night, yep. and then he goes to the next night. And so, I like uh, I like Kerry. And if I were yeah my uh, out you know my other pick would be um, David Gravel. I think just uh, the experience. I think he'll, you know, he can hit it at the right time, and I like to see gravel. Um, it, it was hard for me to pick gravel versus Macedo. That was that was those are two I was flipping around on, and I'm just gonna go with David Gravel. Just I'm, you know, picking against the grain here a little bit too. Well, I would concur with your uh, Kerry Madsen. He's he's been super fast for the last month and a half. So I think everybody's got to watch that 14 car. What else do we hope to see at Knoxville? Well, um, throwback Bikini paint schemes. Yes. <laughs> Those are long gone. I know, man. Throwback contest. Oh, uh, there's a lot of cars bringing back old paint schemes. Uh, the, the, the book 13 car is now going to be the book 73 for Kramer, Kramer Williamson. Bobby Minster has the, uh, the, the Mopar car, Mopar Mopar car out there. Yeah. Um, we haven't heard what the Swindell Speed Labs is going to do, but it – it might be the TMC paint scheme, uh, black with uh, gold lettering. Um, I'd like you, to see Craig come out with one of Steve's cars. You you got uh, it was just announced that uh, Tim Kading is going to be in the Slick Fifty car, but it's going to yeah. be the the sides sixty car instead of the Slick Fifty. So you got that car. I'm, I'm excited to see some of these throwback paint schemes that are going to be coming out and, and uh, see what they all have to offer and. and then the helmet porn is going to be there. So you get two thousand dollars for the. Nicest looking painted helmet. Yeah, I I know everybody loves the the old TMC car. I would love to see the um, the old Milwaukee car, the the number one, the red one. Yeah, I, I would like to see that out of Swindell. I'd like to see that. That's that what he was gold. in when he won the Knoxville Nationals. Yeah, in 80, was eighty three. Eighty three. Yeah, I don't know my favorite. So that's that'd be the one I'd like to see. I like the Channel Lock car of his. That's my favorite one. I'm a TMC guy. That 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 uh, car was beautiful. It's black car, Brad. Gold lettering. Black car, though. Turns it on. Black car. <laughs> Another black car. Another one. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to the the, four, uh, the 10 days in Knoxville. Um, Monday and Tuesday will be rest days, and uh, I can't wait to get there on Thursday. Hopefully I get there about 2 o'clock and uh, let the party begin. I don't know. There's a chance I might roll up there on a Saturday, but probably not. <laughs> probably not. Just put that camera in and get free pass and get inside. Well, I think it's a little late for that, but yeah, probably. I don't know. It's just well, yeah. It, I mean, if you said there's going to be a six foot fence on the in, inside, it's not up there yet, though. So I, I don't know. Well, hmm. We'll see. That's and, and it's this time of year again where we got to you know jump on where uh, everybody. If you've looked on any f- 
sprint car page on Facebook right now. Everybody's bitching that they got to pay $125 to watch Nashville Nationals on Dirt Vision because, well, I got a monthly subscription there and I pay $39 a month. I should be able to watch it free. It's not how pay per views work. <laughs> it, it, we, we go through this crap every freaking year. $125 to watch four great nights of racing go up is there. cheaper than going, yeah, going there. It's, it's so. cheaper, yeah. It costs 30 bucks to go plus, yeah, you know. And get a couple least. buddies and, well, and divide it by four, and, yeah. and it's but super cheap. You see all these people, I canceled my subscription now because, well, well, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I was picking between, you know, I had to pick, like, Dervision or Flow. And my Flow just freaking lapsed on me on the first, so I, I haven't renewed it yet. Oh, and really? so I'm looking, my kid's like, well, yeah, what you get in Oxford? I go, nah, let me look at that. And I'm like, no, you don't you, get You Knoxville. get Knoxville if you get the uh, the, yeah, the platinum. The platinum, I and think, that's 300 bucks a year. I think but. I pay too much, but... Um, and I'm not bitching. It just is what it is. And so... You know, if you get a couple people and share it, you can still... Excuse me, you can still open up two illegal, or three windows. And we and don't do that. And still do that. Off the record. Off the record. No. Nah. <laughs> But yeah, but like you said, for what you're getting for four nights of racing, it's cheaper than going. Yeah. It's cheaper than going and drinking. It's cheaper than going and drinking and driving later. It depends on who you drink with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't qualify for free shit. <laughs> well, no, I can't. It's, it's just it's just stupid that people. Don't realize it, it's very now. clear. It's been it, that there's way. There's nothing in there it's ever been that, that way said for three, that they were four years now. Yeah, exactly. It's stupid. How come I don't get the chili bowl for nothing? Piss me off. <laughs> yeah. It's cheap. Budget for it. That's right. So, uh, I don't know. You got anything else for Knoxville, Brad? As you're sitting there texting on your phone? Um, no. I just, no, just. They uh, as of this morning, there's only 2,200 tickets left for Saturday night show. So if you have any plans going, you better you better hurry up and get there because time is running out. You know, about 10 years ago, they were worried about Knoxville overall because you know they couldn't even fill the backstretch or couldn't even really they could have closed off and filled you know and had hardly any crowd there. Yeah. And it was a it was a serious issue. So you got to you know tip of the hat to the track for kind of making that a a big deal again. Yeah, so. it is. It's well. It's, I mean, I don't go there for the racing. I go there just to hang out with the people. Yeah, that's that's a lot of the fun is is hanging out at Dingus, hanging out at the campground, going to turn three and four, trunk bar, all that Sides stuff. Bar and grill. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do this year uh, with. And there's a lot of non-believers out there, but uh, I'm a believer. Uh, with COVID, the the new Delta variant that's starting to gain momentum. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm still going to have a hell of a lot of fun doing it. Didn't, uh, didn't this, uh, lady over here, young lady over there get, uh, the Rona last year at nationals. She did. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, she didn't get it nationals cause they didn't run it. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Technically. Technically as it wasn't nationals. Okay. Right? 80 ain't sold and technically she didn't get Rona at the nationals. So, <laughs> All yeah. right, so uh, let's take a quick break, then we'll come back and we'll uh, kind of wrap up the show here. Shit. 
Fill up my cup with some whiskey and ice. I finish that in a chugger bush light. Don't give a fuck about liquor for beer, so I guess I'm in the clear. Leaving my phone at the trailer tonight. Anyone else wanna go for a bite? When I say bite, buddy, I mean a drink, meaning we gon' take shots till we puke in the sink and we're dancing with everyone having the ball. Doesn't surprise me, I'm handsome and tall. Spin them around and I catch when they fall. Got a couple more songs and I'm back in the stall. If you knock on the door, then you're gonna get hit. For all that you know, man, I'm taking the shit. Give me a minute, stop throwing the fit. If we're coming in tired, we're going out lit, then it's rage. Second wind, please engage. Someone please show me the stage. Find me a mic, I got something to say. Hire the band, but they're done for the day. Better fire me up, I got something to play in the sound. I'm feeling like raging. I'm feeling like raging. I'm feeling like raging. So rage is what I'm gonna do. Do me a favor and buy me a shot. I toss you a 20, that's all that I got. Not all I got, but it's part of my plot. When you're playing the music, you don't buy a lot. Like a slot machine, I only pay when I wanna. It's not gonna stop you from playing, you're gonna. So give me your dollars and nickels and quarters, and I'ma keep playing. You're paying the supporters, and I'ma go crazy. My pupils are hazy. I'm drinking Jack Daniels, goddamn it, it's tasty. My boots are Luke Casey. I'm looking like Swayze, and I got a girl who look good in some daisies. And I'm feeling lately, I just feel like raging. I'm stuck in the cage, I bust open the case. I've been slowing the race, but I still have the crown. Thank you, Wisconsin, for holding me down in the zone third wind take me home is the place where we go after bar tell them no it's not far tell them no to the car if you follow me i'll get you there in the day in the 3 a.m club is where legends are made in its own i'm feeling like raging i'm feeling like raging i'm feeling like raging so rage is what i'm gonna do getting drunk tonight getting fucked around and I look in the fridge I'm looking for something like leftover ribs I've been there three days but they smelling okay shit either way been a hell of a day all right guys welcome back to the show uh got a segment here we're gonna call it how do we want to say this um I, I you know I I, I message Brad and Jason probably a week ago, two weeks ago, and said, uh, dickhead of the week. And Brad said, uh, it's a little harsh, a little harsh, but dumbass would be all right. Uh, not for this guy. This guy is, a f- <laughs> I'd call him a dingus, but that would besmirch the name of a fine establishment. Yeah. You so. can't, you, you can't disgrace the fine, yeah. uh, establishment. That is dingus. Uh, Schmuck. dickhead, douchebag, <laughs> oh, twat waffle, oh, unemployed. Un- yeah, yeah. fucking unemployed right now so uh well we're gonna play this there's uh, and this was it's, uh, it was all over social media and but a lot of people did not hear it because uh it got taken down real fucking quick yeah but uh we're gonna play this fucking douchebag here and uh yeah earmuffs kids earmuffs then uh we got some commentary on this Here's your social service announcement. If you won't stand for our flag, if you're going to take a knee, if you're going to feel you have rights, you have the right to remain silent for most of the time. 
But I got four words for you. Find a different country if you won't do it. Get the hell out of Dodge. Yes. A lot of people have sacrificed many things in their lives, again, for us to be able to do these liberties. And if you feel that's the right, well, I don't know. You just don't have a right. I've heard about all this stuff going on in the NFL. Now they're going to have another national anthem. For those folks, for the, I guess, darker tone, skin color, I'll just say blacks, they want a different national anthem. And the NFL is thinking about doing it. So I say shut the TVs off and let them play in front of nobody. Yes, that's my announcement. I salute the veterans coming up as we said the 29. And you, sir, can go fuck yourself. Well, he's probably never been to an NFL game. Yeah. So nobody asked you. Yeah. All right. All right so let me ask you this: If you're looking to the NFL as your moral compass, <laughs> you <laughs> maybe is... need to be somewhere else yeah. on Sunday morning. <laughs> I, yeah, no shit. Jeez. Um, yeah. um, there's a lot of people that probably concur with his sentiments. But if you're a announcer at a track like that, you, not you can't place. voice your opinion like that. You're not there to spew your That's political That's what Twitter views. and Facebook's well, for. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, no. You're free to talk. You're just not free from consequence. Right. Absolutely. That's right. Freedom of speech. Words have consequences. And... I don't know how how we you know stick to sports. The the stick to sports people seem to want to talk about when it's sports time. But the NFL, this you know so called black national anthem. I'm going to give just a real quick. Uh, the The song is called "Lift Every Voice and Sing." It's in 39 Christian hymnals. So this was written. This was written to commemorate Abraham Lincoln's birthday in 1905 by two brothers. It was performed. It was performed as a poem, and um, and then done as a song, which just happens to be about twenty six years before the Star Spangled Banner was the official anthem of the United States. It's I, just I got, I got my own facts. Yeah, and what makes me sad is I I'm not saying you got to agree with it. You got to agree with you know people that kneel or you know I turn their don't. back on the flag. But I also say you know you can't tell me in in the same breath say well these guys fought for your liberties but you don't have this liberty if you don't agree with me and it's like no we have a liberty we have the right to hear the things maybe we don't want to hear and like we said it doesn't come without consequence but and i just think that it's a very tone deaf way of thinking it's it's trying to hot you know it's it's fear of something that isn't there that there's some sort of woke boogeyman coming to take away everything you got it's, that that's where I'll go. I'll stop. I just you know, it's, it's you're there to announce races. You're there. Yes. To, you're there to list Shut off up and announce. Yeah, you're list there to read off the track sponsors. You're there to you know say, hey, Joe Smith is coming out of turn four to check the flag. You're not there to spew your political views. Yeah. I don't think either, either want to hear it. Either what? Either way, yeah. what your view was is not the place for it. Well. I'm. I agree hundred uh, percent with what you guys are saying, and, and it, it's just like the mask issue. Whether I want to wear a mask or not is my personal decision. I'm not going to wear a mask at Knoxville next week because I don't want to walk up in the stands and get criticized all the way up to my seat because you know it's going to happen. Pussy. Yeah, sheep, sheep, sheep. Well, I'm. I'm not going to put myself through that. Um, I have my own beliefs and. 
I'm going to wear my mask but you, most of the time. You don't spew your beliefs on other people. Yeah. So, not- and 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 you shouldn't spew your beliefs on me either. So, what does it what does it matter to you whether I wear my mask or not? It doesn't. The only thing that matters to me about you, Brad, is if you have a full beer in your hands or not. I do. Yeah, well, mine's half full. So, um, but this guy has taken a leave of absence. <laughs> no, he was fired. He's no longer <laughs> with that track. Uh, John McCorkle, who supported him 110%, who is a Facebook post, uh, said, I agree with him 100%, and I will bring him back. Yep. Uh, he has changed his colors now, too, uh, probably just to save I his job. I thought it was sincere. I, I did. Mm. I know some people say, oh, you're just saying it to say fake apologies. Yeah. It, it came off as sincere. I mean, Fairmont ain't got like It came off as sincere, but uh, he was doing it to save his job. Then that's yeah, fine. So I'm, so I'm not. I'm, I'm sorry, out there. but I'm really sorry I got caught. Here, here's here's my take on it. This kind of stuff has torn our country apart. It's yes. stupid. We should be there for we one reason. We should still be able to, to talk about whether you like black cars, white cars, green cars, blue cars. Uh, why they got to be cars? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why not because, motorcycles? Because we're talking sprint cars. Yeah. Um, we should be able to talk about whether Hoosier tires suck or Goodyear we should suck. get Goodyears. We should be able to talk about. Um, slide jobs, dirty slide jobs. We should be able to debate all this stuff, but anymore we can't because everybody is so sensitive that you can't debate anything. You got to fight, or it, it just that you're it's out of control. Some position that's a threat to them just because you disagree. Yeah, it's it's like us. I mean, I'm not. You know, you you and I feel differently about three six and three oh fives, but I don't think that you're some you know trying to ruin my way of life. Uh, yeah, by that. I quit mean, spewing those big old three sixty motors on me. Yeah, I'm not man yeah. enough to fight about it, so I, I ain't in the mood. You know, yeah. it ain't worth I'm it. I'm too old for that shit. But I I guess I just like to see. I I liked here's here's where I was so angry about was it perpetuated a stereotype that so many people are trying hard to fight. And so many people that are the ones who are pushing our sport forward are trying to fight. I want everybody to enjoy racing. I don't care where you come from, what you did, who you voted for. I want If you like racing, I want you yeah, out you there. Should be able right. to, you should be able to come out to the racetrack and not feel threatened, afraid, scared, whatever, whatever it is. You should be able to go out there, drink some beers, have some good times with your friends, and not have to worry about, Somebody five rows down from you, you know, yelling at you. Because right. it, it's something that, you know, then... They should then only be yelling at you for the driver you're cheering for. Yeah. Well, you go <laughs> and, out and to and those I'm used tracks. to that being a Sammy fan. I, I, I have taken abuse for years yeah, being and, a Sammy fan. I mean, look, look at years ago at Eagle Raceway, Mike Boston, he had his own cherry section, then everybody was like, fuck Mike Boston. Yep. It's, yeah. it's, it's that kind of thing. Yeah, no, so I, I don't just know. want people to be... Just be nice. Feel, be there, nice. There's a new... We're racing family. Slogan out there, just be kind. Yeah. Uh, just, just That shouldn't be a new thing. That should be a thing that's been... Well, I, one of the other years, things but. is people make comments about, yeah, I was driving to work today and I saw a person in a car beside me and they were the only person in the car wearing a mask. What difference does it make to you? It's, it's not, it's not it, affecting it you one you. way or another. Absolutely. And here, here's my take. I have, I have to wear a mask for 10 hours a day at work. There has That's been, just a high, high your ugly face there, Brad. There, that is true, too. <laughs> there has been several times where I'm driving home, and I have my mask on because it's become forget. a part of me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, You're shit, forget. I don't need I this mask anymore, so I take it off. Well, you don't know what the circumstances are, so don't worry about it. If, if, if it's not affecting you, don't worry about it. 
go to Dingus, drink a beer, get a spicy chicken bites at the oh goddamn right yeah absolutely at Knoxville. Enjoy the races and everybody be pork a big happy family. Pork sandwiches. Absolutely. Pork you, you can't get the pork sandwich there at the racetrack. You got to go over you North gotta go, Coat. Gotta meets. Go. You got to go across this, across this, the, the, what is it, 14? Highway 14? Yeah. It's the high V parking lot. Yeah. Go to North Coat Meats. They do sell them right behind the, right beside the, the ticket booth, too. The, the yeah. huge pork loins. Oh, oh yeah. Right there. But by, you want, by, you're talking like the grilled pork chop sandwiches, right? Yeah. The pork tenderloins, like at uh, so I 80. Right, right there at, uh, right there across the midway over there by the, the media center. Right. They have the tenderloins down. Those are fried tenderloins. And those big old, those are some big old Big things. Elephant ear. Takes you but three heat races to get to the bun. My favorite is across the street over there, High V, over at yeah. North Coat Meats. North Coat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. I might just go up there for that. They still do the thing with the corn. They dip it in the butter. Uh, the uh, Cattleman's Club. Cattleman's Club. Yep, yep. We got the walking tacos. Go we got the Hawaiian Grill. Hawaiian we got grill. the beer bus. I'm hoping the beer, Iowa beer bus is there. I'm hoping that the uh, Dominic Selzy's taco truck is back. Uh, I want to hit that taco truck. So my Get budget, there. my budget is wide open for this thing. I am not cooking a meal the whole ten days that I'm there. Buy a sandwich, buy a beer for somebody you didn't know. Yes, sir. You know, bring them in. Let them have fun. We were going to have uh, dingus drinks, but I guess uh, she left. Yeah. My daughter's an expert on dingus drinks, and she left, so we're going to go with uh, Car Wash Mike's. Um, they're a great shot. I don't know. Here's what I get at dingus. Give me Bud Light. Absolutely. For three bucks. <laughs> That's what I get at dingus. Three bucks. Yeah, I'll be there, Dingus, like I said, but it'll most likely be during the day because uh, I don't know that I want to crowd you know, in there with all those people. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's too crowded for my taste. Even before all this COVID thing, it's like. Yeah, yeah I'm not a big. Like, I like turn three, and turn three is packed. Turn three and four is awesome. It's packed, but you if, got room to, you know. If you, you can stay up that late. Yeah, but you got room <laughs> where you can get, you know, 10, 15 yeah. guys and sit there and talk and not be. Jam packet. Yeah. Dingus is your elbow to elbow with fucking people. Absolutely. I, I hate it in college. I hate it now. I mean, yeah. I hate bumping. Just don't. Yeah. But so. Dingus has a reputation, and uh, I might be there on thir- uh, when Monday and Tuesday night watching whatever on the big screen. And Do they got big screens in there? Because last time I did it, they had the little 13-inch uh, tube TVs. No, they got big TVs up on that. <laughs> it's on been there. a while since I've been to Dingus. All right, boys. <laughs> oh, you're missing out. It's been decades. Kayla, you want to do your segment on yeah. Dingus drinks? No. Yeah. Yep. What's, your, what's your number one drink? Car wash bombs. Car wash bombs. That's what I said. Now, you said car wash Mike. He, it was named after car wash Mike. He was a, The only Mike I know is push truck Mike. He was and a, he, fuck, push truck Mike needs his own goddamn drink. I think it's Bush Light, but he needs his own goddamn drink. Yeah, yeah Bush Light. Well, car wash Mike was a, a huge sprint car fan of California. Um, he died of cancer at like 41 years old, way before his time. Great guy. He started Hoserville, California, which turned into Hoserville, Ohio. Um, great guy. Uh, but uh, they invented a drink at Dingus for him, car wash. All right, what is it? What's in it? Fuck. It's two things. Magic. One of them is yeah, colored. Uh, it's like a blue or a green or pink, and it's it. Just just go get a car wash, Mike. On the flags. A car wash bomb at uh, Dingus, and cheers to you. All right, sounds like we're going to Dingus, boys. <laughs> uh, when, when was the last time you were at Knoxville? Was it the midget race? Two thousand eight. Yeah, where we saw uh, Quit. 
Coet. 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 <laughs> we know Brad's last time in Knoxville was... Brad Sweet won it. Yeah. I was in Knoxville twice last year unofficially. Yeah. I, I, so it's been forever for me. Too long. It's been a while since I've been up there. My my son is is chomping at the bit to go. So I, will ha- take I, I have to take him. Got to take him. Yep. Yeah, let's uh, let's road trip, Jason. Take him Wednesday or Thursday. There's not a lot of crowd there. You'll be a lot more comfortable and, and ready to go. See, that's my thing. I, that was my thing at Jefferson. And, and it's not a knock on Jefferson. I... I have just become so accustomed to not sitting in the stands that I, when I when you get in there and you're kind of elbow to elbow, I it I'm claustrophobic. I, I'm so just, used to standing in the pits. Or I just don't like people. I mean, you guys are okay, but I just don't like people. <laughs> you only come here because they give you free beer. <laughs> well, that too, but I just I don't like people. Yeah, it's, I I I said as soon as Steven gets in the pit, if he turns 14 or old enough to sign the waiver, he's going in the pits. I, I'm with you. I, I'm I'm getting less and less comfortable hanging out with thirty five thousand of my. I mean, I don't mind people. hanging. Out. It I don't mind hanging out. Growing or anything like I've been that way forever. Yeah. I just don't like people. <laughs> <laughs> There's not much more to say than that. I mean, I'll talk to you. I'll hang out with you. But is it my cup of tea? No, not really. Yeah, I just like the space too much. Yeah, just just too used to it. Brian Potter said that three sixers are way better and with less people. There are much less people there at the three sixty nationals, but the racing is not nearly but as good as the four tens. Dingus is better in three sixty. Dingus is better. Really? You know what makes it better? You know? Yeah, get get. Here, here's get my take. Here. Here's my take. A couple years ago, Kaylee and I went on the Wednesday of the three sixty nationals, and we went to the to Dingus on Wednesday night. Everybody was so cool. I, I hung out with Trey Starks. I hung out with uh, so many people that me and me and Pushback Mike at three sixty nationals were uh, uh, keeping an eye, an eye on a uh, local female race car driver and from a a uh, all star official. I guess he is now. Kind of kind of had her his eye on, on her, but uh, so we had to we had to keep keep tabs on on him. So it's uh, every time I see Mike is like fucking Blaney, fucking Blaney. So, what were we going to talk to her about? What makes yeah. Dingus better on 360? What makes Dingus better? So, it's before all the crowd gets there. The fans that don't really know who. The groupies. Yeah, they still think that 360 and 410 motors are the same. Whatever. So, it's all the it's the gang that's there. And you get to talk about racing and not anything else. And what do you know just, about racing, though? <laughs> I was first loser queen, so not much, apparently. But. <laughs> <laughs> she was first loser queen at the Knoxville Nationals. She was first runner-up at uh, 18 or 19? 19. 19 queen contest in Knoxville. So, I think that's the last time I was there. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I agree with Kaylee. Uh, she, uh, we, we go to Dingus on the, the Wednesday, of the, uh, Wednesday of the 360 Nationals, and there's drivers and crew members and team – and they're just hanging out and chatting and talking and having a good time. There's no pressure because they don't have to race the next day. There's everybody <laughs> it's just the, a lowly 360 every, race. Everybody let their hair down, and it was so much fun that night. You can also get the tea on a lot of rumors that day. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone lets their hair down a little bit. Yeah, the rumors that used to thrive on ibracing.com that uh, are no longer. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we won't go there. We go there almost every other episode. Yeah. What happened to that website? Dead. Dead. All dead, right. Dead on arrival. I think that's going to do it for uh, this edition of Quick Time, unless you boys have anything else to add. Negative, Ghost Rider. Pattern is full. I got to get that camper ready to hit the trail on Thursday morning. 
All right. Be careful, everybody. Be safe. We'll see you back. All right. We'll catch everybody on the flip side.